Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Let me fill you in on a little secret called Anchor. Anchor is the platform I've been using. It is so easy. It's free to use. And it has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. You can record and edit directly into the app, and they'll even distribute your podcast for you everywhere that podcasts are listened to. So Spotify, Apple, um, just pretty much anywhere you can think that you would want to distribute your podcast, they'll hook you up. Um, They even make it easy to make money from your podcast by offering up different partnership opportunities, and you can track all of that good stuff within the app. So if you've ever thought about making your own, now is the time to do it. Just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that's the Anchor app or anchor.fm to start your own podcast today. Be open and be communicative and, and take out the aggression and like, and don't come at it like me versus you. That is not, that is a recipe for disaster. Welcome to the Big Kid Problems podcast based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human being behind Big Kid Problems, Sarah Merrill. Now, I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about entering the adult world, and as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have Big Kid Problems. So each week, we will take a funny yet informative look at a specific Big Kid Problem, break it down with our roundtable panel, then have on an expert to help us solve our problem of the week. From love and relationships, career, money, physical and mental health, bad decisions, and just general life responsibilities, nothing is off limits. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, hey guys. Happy freaking Friday. Well, this feels a little funny coming to you on a Friday, but I'm pretty excited to bring you a little bonus this week. So this is really just an extension of the dating fatigue episode that came out on Tuesday. So if you haven't listened to that, I highly suggest you pause this episode and go back because it is such a good one. I brought on Kelly Henderson from Very Cavallari and Velvet's Edge to talk about the trials and tribulations of dating in your 30s. And then we had on the incredible author, speaker, and relationship coach, Stefan Labossier, to give us some no bullshit dating advice. And now we are coming up to our little third parter of this week's theme on dating fatigue, a little cherry on top, if you will because I think it's super helpful to listen to expert advice on love and relationships, but it's also incredibly powerful to hear a real-life success story. That's why for our bonus this week, I'm sharing a little intimate interview I did with one of my very best friends who just found her first love at the age of 35. So Katie Thiel is one of my ride-or-die besties, and I have witnessed this incredible transformation in her this last year and was just so excited she agreed to come on and talk about it. She was just the living embodiment of this big problem. I mean, she was dating the wrong guys. She kept falling into these dating patterns that always played out in heartbreak, and she just decided on her 35th birthday that this was the year she found her man. She fucking did it. But she worked at it, and I'm excited for her to share her whole journey and how she completely changed her dating strategy 
which led her to finding her first love. So let's jump right into it, friends. Stay tuned and we will be right back. Real quick, before we jump back into the episode, I'm just going to take a quick sip of my chai latte mix from Four Sigmatic. You've heard me talk about Four Sigmatic by now. They have delicious teas, coffees, hot chocolates, and elixirs that are all made with functional mushrooms. And that, of course, means that they are full of health benefits. They are full of antioxidants and have been known to boost immunity, energy, longevity, and just overall health, which, I mean, it is that time of year, guys. If you're getting coughed on on the subway or have coworkers sneezing all over you, you want to boost that immunity like any way possible. So might as well do it in a delicious way. I mean, am I right? There's also another great feature to Four Sigmatic, and that is that they are cost-effective and efficient. Like, I've been traveling a lot the last few months, and holy shit, it can sometimes be hard to just find a good cup of coffee. I've had some airline and gas station coffees that have honestly made me want to cry. <laughs> and that's why now I always carry travel packs of the mushroom coffee with lion's mane with me, so I can just ask for hot water wherever I am, mix it up, and go about my day for less than $2 a cup. If you have bad coffee at your office, just order a box or two and keep it at your desk. That's what I used to do. And it was nice to just like have a little treat throughout the day, you know, life hack. If you want to try Four Sigmatic, I have a special offer just for our big kid listeners. Go to foursigmatic.com slash big kid or use discount code big kid at checkout for 15% off. That's foursigmatic.com slash big kid or use discount code big kid at checkout. Welcome back, guys. I'm so excited. I'm sitting here with one of my best friends ever, Katie Thiel's in the house. And Katie, i it's funny, like I wasn't planning on having Katie on this episode, but Katie was really the living embodiment <laughs> of this big kid problem for a very long time. And you just went through a major like life change that shifted everything for you. I'll let you tell it, but basically like you had been dating your whole life. You had never found love and like you're in your no. mid thirties now. And for the first time you have finally found love. And I feel like you have like, you have such like a unique perspective and like you have all of these insights that you're like, oh, you know, like it's all totally. like, it's all like yes. coming out now. Yes. Um, so that's I just want to like share the love. I'm like, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Yeah, exactly. So that's like the reason why I'm like, we have to get you in here and yes. just chat about, you know, all of this stuff. So before we get into like your new relationship and mm -hmm. you're like so happy and glowy mm -hmm. and it makes me so happy. First, I kind of want to talk about like a little bit of where you were like in your love life, like before this year, yeah, like what your dating life was like and just so on. <laughs> so my dating life was, I, I dated a lot. I dated a ton. Always like, Life of the party, said yes to everything, always meeting a lot of guys and never creating like a solid connection of anyone that I felt like it could be real with. Just a lot of guys that were assholes, didn't treat me right, met them in the wrong circumstances. I mean, a way that I feel also is like, 
if if you keep meeting these people, you're maybe not in the right space to actually find love. But coming into my 30s, I was just really frustrated. Everyone had had so many loves. Everyone was starting to get engaged, get serious. And here I was at 35, realizing that I had never been in love. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Everyone's like, no, 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 no way. I don't believe it. Of course you've been in love. And I had loved, but I had never been in love. Um, so so I was ready. I yeah, was really you're ready. ready. But you were also like kind of getting scared, I feel like. Like Yeah, I was I had this weird, like, because New York is its own monster and there's so many single people. And obviously the world is crazy and changing so much. We don't even know. And a year ago, I honestly was in this odd space of like, okay, you know what? Like maybe like realizing that I was not good in relationships. Like for whatever reason in relationships, I wasn't myself. I was uh, insecure. I was passive aggressive, a psycho, always like worrying like what this other person is doing and not being able to control them. And I couldn't just be me and happy and secure. And, And I was just like, okay, maybe I'm someone that isn't good in relationships and trying to like really wrap my head around that concept and like play it out. Like, okay, like, could I be alone forever? And, and, you know, trying to convince myself that that wouldn't be such a bad thing. Like my mom did it and maybe I get a dog, maybe a bunch of my (laughs) girlfriends end up alone forever. And maybe we buy a house and adopt some children and just date a bunch of dudes here and there and travel wherever. I know. I'm like, "Mm, still a plan B. (laughs) (laughs) It's a solid plan B. I'm like, "Mm, wait, I'm kind (laughs) of, why did I choose love? Let's go back to that. (laughs) Seriously. And then I threw that all away and I was like, fuck that. No way. I deserve love. And seriously, like, just kind of an odd thing. It was like energy around my 35th birthday, which was end of November. And I honestly feel like almost overnight, I just like switched the energy and I was like ready to go into fucking battle and find it. Mm-hmm. And that's been like my journey in the last year, sort of, or oh. like whatever, the six months prior to the last six months. Yeah. Um, I love that. And I can't wait to like hear more about that. I do before we get into like how you completely changed your mindset, because that is what you did. I mean, you went from like an area of like, you, you mentioned like scarcity and you were, you were almost at a point of like giving up. And, and I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. And especially like people in New York city, we just talked on the, before this, uh, on the panel, we were, we were talking about like how it gets tiring and like, you keep going on these dates and it's like, I already have a life, you know, like you're in your thirties, you have friends, you have a life and it gets exhausting. And you, and you kind of like, you kind of are just tired by everything. Mm-hmm. No, I know you mentioned like you kind of had that scarcity and I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. Like when you, when you just start off thinking of like, you know, having kind of almost like a little negative mindset when you're going through like this dating transition, like how did that even show up when you were just meeting guys for the first time or you're going on dates? Like, Mm. do you think that you were like portraying 
this like person that you weren't. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like absolutely not being my best self. Like what I've been telling all my friends, because my friends have seen my single struggles, which have been real. So of course, like all my friends, because they're so amazing, are so happy to see me so happy. And they're like, oh my God, tell me everything. Like, what is the trick? And it's just, I I can't say it enough. It's energy, 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 1000%. It is my energy shift. Like I decided that I, my pattern before, before meeting my now boyfriend was coming into the dating, the idea of dating with from a place of exhaustion and scarcity. So it was this scarcity setting of like, oh, there's just not that many guys out there. There's just not that many good guys out there. Every girl yeah. has said that. Yeah. I feel like they're just like, I can't find a good one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, we like, we've all heard it and we've all just like convinced ourselves that this is true. And yeah. it's just like, it, and there's also like, the added pressure and girls in our thirties, like we all know it. It's like, you know that, that your body is like, we, we, if, if you want kids or if that's like something yes. that you want, that starts to like that clock. I mean, I hate to sound like that a generic so rom-com, but like <laughs> it really is real. It's like not fair. Yeah. And you know, in the back of your head, like you start going on these dates and you're like, this guy isn't like, he's not the one. Yeah. Like, I can just tell he's yeah. not the one. And like, yeah. I can't waste my time. Totally. Yeah. It's, actually so fucked up. It's fucked up that everyone lives a lot longer now. And the only thing that hasn't changed is like women's reproduction, but <laughs> don't, that's for a different, different podcast. Different pod. But um, yeah, exhaustion, scarcity and exhaustion. Like, so when I would show up for a date, it was like, oh, I don't even want to go on this date. I don't even want to meet this guy. And it was just like, and I really like realized I'm like, I what kind of energy is that? Like I'm setting the tone so wrong before I even like meet this person. Mm. And so I was just like, okay, like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and not getting any results. And my stepmom said this really powerful quote to me. She was like, the grass is greener where you water it. So it's kind of, I'm really big into self-help, self-development. So like I, I just feel like with my age and like all my wisdom and all my like tools that I've been given, I just feel like it was like this perfect alignment and it finally all, like I've like known these things, but I wasn't like understanding how to embody them. Mm. And I feel like I was ready to just like, I came into this year and I was like, okay, I'm going to date like it's a numbers game. No more scarcity, no more exhaustion. I'm not going to put all my eggs in one basket. I'm not going to convince myself that I really like this one person who's like actually not that great, but I'm just like so exhausted and don't want to keep looking or keep dating. So I'll just keep dating this one person. (laughs) That was such like a pattern of yours, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then of course it doesn't work out and I'm just like going to dark hole to like work on myself like one to three months because I'm in too much pain. And then I like reemerge myself in the world only to like do the same pattern, date like a guy that I don't even like that much for like a month, two, three, whatever. And like, like, I can make this work. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, oh my God, I'm just, I'm too tired. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to keep looking. I found one. Let's just like wrap this up. (laughs) And this year I was just like, no, I'm dating like it's a numbers game and I'm going to keep doing that and not put all my eggs in one basket until one guy I really like is asking me to not. And I kid you not, Sarah, I made a vision board on January 8th. And I've done this plenty of times. And this year I was like, I am getting so fucking specific about this. I didn't pick up eight magazines or whatever, two magazines and cut stuff out that 
like spoke to me. I went at on my work computer and I specifically looked up exact images of what I wanted and I printed them out and I put them on my vision board and that was January 8th and I met my boyfriend on January 11th. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Wait, like what kind of specific things were on your vision board? I'm so curious. Oh boy. Because um, we did these, we, I, and I've talked on the blog before about our vision parties. Like mm-hmm, we used to do mm-hmm. these vision parties like every year. Yeah. So I want to know what changed because my vision board isn't working this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what's going on? Um, I mean, it's kind of embarrassing and it's uh, kind of personal, but happy to share it because I love you so much and I love these viewers. Yeah. If I can help anyone, then it's worth it. I mean, a lot of relationship stuff, like the ring, Mm -hmm. the exact ring that I want, a lot of engagement stuff. I actually don't want a wedding. I want to like elope and like maybe have a big party. So not like a lot of wedding stuff, but like couple engagement things. And honestly, just like a lot of couples being really happy, like laughing and smiling. And like, it was really funny. My boyfriend was at my house the other day and he was like, babe, is this your vision board? I was like, oh my God. Like his face. I was like, oh my God, embarrassing, embarrassing. Like, don't look, but kind of like, yeah, look, like look at that ring and like note that in your head. And he's like, no, no, I want to see it. I was like, okay, I guess. And he was like, it's a lot of relationship stuff. He's like, do you feel like this has come true? And I was like, yeah, I do. It was a really sweet moment. So cute. Yeah, really cute. Really cute. And honestly, like that's my first thing of this year, like energetically that I just totally believe in. And like since then, I just feel like I've honestly like requested something, set it into the universe, and it has happened numerous times this year. You've like, like tapped into your like yes, my manifestation power. power. Oh yeah, now I just like can't stop it. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I love this because, uh, and we were talking about this before about that whole saying. Like I hate that saying, and I'm sure you probably hate this too. Is like people will tell you when you're single, they'll be like. Um, you know, it'll happen when you're not looking. Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> I'm like, bullshit. I've been looking since I'm 15. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. So I want to go more into like what you were, because you did the opposite mentality. Yeah, you I treated did. it like a job. Yeah. So like, tell us more about that. So I, not to go too deep, but so just cliff notes on me. So my parents, my mom worked for my dad, um, casually dated. My mom got pregnant. My dad decided to support because she didn't want to have an abortion. So my dad luckily has always been in my life, but they've never had a romantic relationship. And my mom had many issues, like all the way since she was a baby, bad, bad, bad stuff with men. So she, so I grew up in a household with her. So I grew up with a mom that never dated anyone. I never saw her date anyone. And she just obviously, she had a, she was scared of men basically. So, and then on the flip side, my dad, he got married for the first time when he was 60 years old to my stepmom and they're very much in love. So for a long time, I convinced myself that that was me, that I maybe just like didn't know how to be in relationships. And um, you had no, like you had no visual I, like guide or anything yeah. that you could like base. Right. Like your, your thought of a relationship off of. Right. Exactly. So, so for me, like I was always looking for a relationship. Like it was always on my mind. I was never just like carefree about it. I was always like anxiety, like, oh my God, am I going to end up alone? Like my mom. And now at 35 that I've found love, I feel like if you, my perspective is not when you're not looking for it. 
it will find you at all. My perspective is if you want love and it is a priority, you will 100% find love. And the people out there that are not find, or that haven't found love, it's a journey. It doesn't happen overnight. <sighs> but the people out there that never find love are the people that were not making it a priority. Mm. I think that's a really interesting point what you just brought up too about the like, almost like you kind of like came into this world with this like preconceived notion of like, I... I don't know if relationships work. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that because even if you're like a child of divorce, like look at our generation, like 50% of our parents are divorced. Like I feel like a lot of people kind of maybe have that stigma. Like, oh, I don't even know what a realistic or healthy relationship looks like. So I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. And I want to get into like how you specifically changed your view. And and you you just mm-hmm. said, you're like, if um, somebody makes this a, like their priority. So how did you make it your priority? Like what were some of the things you were doing? Um, how did I make it a priority? Well, like I said, I just kind of came in with like the right energy, like rolled my sleeves up. I was having a conversation with my girlfriend the other day and she was just like, oh my God, your boyfriend's so great. Like, I'm so happy. I see it, blah, blah, blah. And she was just like asking me, cause she's in a situation that I was in. Like she just hasn't found love. And I was like, you know what? Like I came into this year, like ready to not be like, you know, super social, like I have been, I'm 35. I have a lot of friends. I've done a lot of social gatherings. I've gone to a lot of parties. And like, that is not my priority. Like again, with the pattern and like insanity is the definition of doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Like I was ready to come into a year and be like, okay, you know what? Like maybe I'm not at every friend gathering because I'm on a first date or a second date or whatever. And I'm okay with that. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to live in a place of like FOMO, regret, whatever. Like, this is my job. This is my, this is my full-time job this year. And then if, if friend things fall in between, then great. And if they don't, well, then I'm not going to do friend things like, like social event, you know, honestly, like going out and drinking all night with my friends. That's really what it is. It's like, I was like, okay, I have to put the best me out there Mm -hmm. to get the best. And the best me is not getting drunk four nights a week and having a hangover and not making it to the gym. The best me is eating well, is waking up early, is going to work, working hard, you know, and And it's just, again, like really all about like energy and like respecting yourself. Yeah. I feel like I was really like ready to respect myself. I know. I feel like you did like a lot of like self-work and all of those areas that you were just saying and like really like taking the time to like figure out like what was working for you. Like I remember you went through that whole food journey where you were like figuring out like inflammation in your body, what was like hurting you. So like across the board, I like that idea of like focusing on yourself, I think is like so important. And I know that's another thing that single girls are going to be like, I've heard that a million times. It's true. true. (laughs) And then it kind of like your strategy itself, like you just said, like you were giving up, like you were prioritizing finding your relationship. Um, so you were going on more dates. So how are you finding your dates? Like, I want to get specific. (sighs) Okay. I mean, uh, to be honest, it's so weird. It's like in the three months from my birthday. So it was like late November. I felt like I had been on more great dates than I had been on in total in the last three years. 
which is so insane. I mean, to be honest, a lot of, some of them were like just through my natural network, which Mm -hmm. is nice. But I don't know, for me personally, like I sort of got to a point where like, I didn't rely on like meeting people out because me out, I want to be focused on my friends and not like looking over my shoulder and trying to find the hot guys and like running around. I just want to be like present. Yeah. So, and also for in New York, there's, you know, a lot of the cute guys that are out are like, young. So (laughs) when I would find guys that were out, it happened way too often where, you know, best case scenario, they take me out to drinks or dinner. And then at dinner, I find out that they're like 27. And they have like like, four roommates. I'm like, get the (laughs) fuck out of my face. What you, you, how dare you? How dare you waste this old lady's time? I was like, I cannot. I just cannot. I do not have any more time to waste. So like on the apps, I loved it how it said someone's age. That was like really, really important to me. I do think that like, I don't know, maybe I'd be open to like a much younger guy if I lived in the South and like we didn't live in such a fast paced world. But in New York, I just was really adamant about like no guys under two years younger than me. Like absolutely not. And then like, it was like two years younger and then like 10 years older. Hmm. It was like very much wanting to find like an older man that was ready to settle down and uh, and mature and had kind of done it all already. And, you know, not not the not the newbie that's like never seen these things. I want the guy that's seen it all. So like when he is with me, he, there's no, there's never any like resentment down the line, which is another reason why I think it's so good to get married later and do all this stuff later. Because if you're like getting married and committed really young, I just feel like that's why the divorce rate is so high. You're like resenting this person when you're 30 because you've been married to them for seven years and you never got to like figure yourself out or do anything you wanted. So I wanted a guy that was there with me. He, he's already done it and he's ready for a partner to do it with. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so apps and like a little bit in my, in my own network. Were you asking people to like set you up? Oh my God, so much. And everyone's actually so annoying. So many people are like, oh, I have this guy I'm going to set you up with. And then I'd like ask them a couple of times and and that was not successful for me. Really? Yeah, not at all. But I love that. I love... Like, but you just, you you covered your bases is like what I mean. Yeah, I was out there. Asked your people for connections. And then did you end up, you ended up meeting your current boyfriend on a dating app? Yes. Okay, nice. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I hate that we met on Tinder. Whatever. Oh, I love that it's Tinder. (laughs) I love it. So good. The like one that's for hookups. Totally. A hundred, a hundred percent. Like, I mean, neither of us would have expected that at all, but that's the way life works. I feel like there has to be a portal. This is something that I always say about like dating apps. I'm like, and even my boyfriend was like, I don't buy lottery tickets. And I was like, well, you have to buy one lottery ticket. What if you're supposed to win the lottery, but you just never bought a ticket? So the portal <laughs> for you to win the lottery doesn't exist. So I'm just, I'm big on like creating the portal. So I, I think apps are great because they can be in and out of your life as much or as little as you might be feeling that day or that week. So I, and I just think it's like, it's a way to get specific. And if you're really ready, yeah, it can uh, be efficient. And like you said, like a numbers game, like if you statistically, if you have yeah. more options, like the one out of those options is going to be like the right match for you. Yeah. To the point of like when you first met your boyfriend, and I really, really, really wanted to talk about this because mm-hmm. so many of us, when we're single, we keep thinking about when I meet the guy, like I'm just going to meet him and there's going to be a fireworks show behind mm-hmm. him. And like, I'm going to mm-hmm. know immediately. I'm going to know right off the bat that we're meant to be and it's going to be perfect mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. And like, 
that's not reality. You know, like, <laughs> it's not reality. It didn't happen that way for me. Patience is a virtue, girls. Yeah. But like you met, so you met your current boyfriend and you said that you had a connection with him immediately, yes. but like, it didn't just like all work. It didn't all just like work no. right away. So no. like what happened? So when I met my current boyfriend, we went on like three amazing dates and then he like disappeared. And basically he did Whole30 and he texted me and he was like, are you ready to have some sober fun? And I was like, yeah, I'm intrigued. Never heard from him for two weeks. <laughs> In that two weeks, it's insane the amount of emotions that I went through, the highs and lows. Like I literally mourned his death. Like, and I was what like, the fuck? yeah, I like chalked it up as a loss. I was like, it's okay. You know, I've been through this path. Like I'm strong, like no, no sweat, whatever I understand. And I just couldn't let it go. Like I was just like that, that's not the end of our story. That is not the way it's supposed to go. So after like going through a million different things of like, should I respond? How should I respond? What should I say? Finally, because one person was, one friend was like, just be really positive. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to be positive. I'm pissed. So I just wrote him, really? Question mark. <laughs> like that was it. And I was just like, you know what? I feel good. Like I've done my part. I put myself out there. Maybe I won't hear. I don't care. I'm over it. Like I can move on now. And he texts me back and he's like, I'm so sorry. I've thought about you a lot. Like, can we talk tonight? And I was like, yeah. So he called me and I was just like, and you know, this, this is, this totally proves like all my tools that I've mentioned that I've been working on for the past, like, you know, my whole life. And I, I was just really honest and I was really calm. And I was just like, listen, I'm an understanding and reasonable person. And you know, if, if it's timings off or you're seeing someone else, or you're not that into it, like whatever, I'll understand. But you leaving me hanging for plans just felt like games and disingenuous and wasn't the persona that I was getting from you and left me like pretty confused. And I just like finally had to reach out. And, um, and I mean, it's been like on the up and up and up since then. And like, I've talked a lot about this and like my analogy for this whole concept is like, I just feel like with and this is something, my, my stepmom had a similar story. So it's always stuck with me. Like I was like, what's going to be my moment with my man? Because she had a moment like this with my dad. Like a and, come to Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, the, I think a lot of guys throw up the wall. Like, oh, like walls up. Like I'm not available. I'm busy, whatever. And most girls are like, oh, and like hit the wall. And they're like, ping, ping, <laughs> ping. Like one after another. And they're just like, oh, it's hard. Run away. Ping, ping, ping. And like, very few girls like are at the wall and just like try to push through and like mm-hmm. not even it's like the door's there you just can't see the knob so you just like have to push it open and I feel like a lot of girls just they they see the wall and they're like jaded and they're like no this this is this isn't for me this guy's treating me like an asshole I mean that's what I always told myself and I was passive aggressive which is the worst thing you could ever do yeah and he should and, be treating me like a princess yeah like right yeah. like I deserve more like this is bullshit like whatever and uh and it's it's I just pushed a little and it was like the best thing I could have ever done like I don't know I don't know if he I'm sure he would have reached out but I'm just really grateful for like the pieces how they happened and how it fell. And I think girls just like women out there, if you're confident in your connection, this is an asshole, like, no. But if you really feel like there's something special there, like, like push for it, put yourself out there in the most like open, non-aggressive, like confident way. I, I, confidence really, like I had never been more confident in those like 
three months leading up to me meeting him or two months or whatever, month and a half. And, uh, and every time I was super confident with different guys that I was going on dates with, I mean, the response one time was like, whoa, I've never seen anything more sexy in my life, which was amazing because it was just commending me on like the way that I, the, the way that I want to be, I want to be confident. And so, yeah. Ooh, when you were, t- we were talking about that instance before this, and I did, I'm glad yes. you brought that back up because there's a difference between being confident and then being like the chill girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we were talking Ooh, about yes. this, like when you're the chill girl, which we've all tried yes. to do, like a guy will do something and you're like, you're like, oh, like, I'm not going to make a big deal out of right. it. I'm going to be chill. Yeah. And then it, deep down, it like hurts. You kind yeah. of like, you build up resentment. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like the relationship doesn't work out, but there's quite a difference between being chill about something and then like really like actually like trying to take a guy's perspective, understand yes. it. Yes. And then it, like have a combo about it. hundred percent. And yeah. that's like, like, actually, I'm really grateful for this one moment where I'll spare you the details, but basically I was kind of like hanging out with this guy who had just gotten out of a very serious relationship. And he, in the nicest way possible, basically told me that he wasn't really ready. And I started getting really passive aggressive in that moment and really self-conscious and reacting, very, very reactive. And then I kind of paused and thought about all these like life lessons that I've learned along the way. And I took a deep breath and I was like, you know what? I'm letting my ego get in the way and I can fully see this situation between us and I totally get it. And, uh, and, and I get it. I totally get your perspective and like, it's okay. It, you know, it's totally okay. And his response was actually like very significant for me, I think, because he was like, wow, that, as I just mentioned, he was like, wow, that is one of the most sexy things I've ever seen. And it was like this awesome little like pat on my shoulder. Cause I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, this is how I want to be. That's I want to just be confident. Be. Yeah. 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 And like, oh, so it's actually like, it's actually super sexy if I'm just confident. And I'm really like, I'm really thankful for that moment because I think it helped me like when I met my now boyfriend to just be like fully me and really confident and not passive aggressive. I cannot say that enough. Like don't come into it jaded. That's the worst thing you can do. Come into it confident, knowing who you are, knowing what you have to offer and the right guy will, will respond. Yeah. And then if like there are things in their relationship, like are kind of like raising question marks, like handling it, like handle that yes. shit. Don't just like run away. Oh. Don't just like end it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like yeah. me and my current boyfriend, we like pretty early on got into like an, a hor- horrific fight. And I mean, whatever, it sucked my worst, but for me and him, cause we're just like so kind and loving to each other. And like, you know, always like playful and smiling, whatever. Um, and then we woke up in the morning, he was being all cute and cuddly. And I was like, can we talk about some themes from last night? And mind you, I'm with like a very like emotionally intelligent person. So yeah. it's like a amazing match and I could never not be. And I was just like, you know, we need to drop the ego, both of us, yeah, get on uh, the same team mentality so we can win together. And he was like, oh my God, I love that so much. I love that so much. It was the cutest thing. Be 
open and be communicative and, and take out the aggression and like, and don't come at it like me versus you. That is not, that is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. I love what you just said, like about the, the team mentality and like building, building their relationship towards a team. And I can totally, I I mean, I'm visiting New York obviously because we live across coast now, but I just got to meet the guy and like you guys, like you can sense that, like you guys are Mm. on the same team and you're like both like at the same level and it's Mm. so good to see. And I'm just Uh, so happy for uh, you. Thank you. Thank you. It just like is such an honor for you to be like so moved and happy for me that you would invite me on my favorite fucking podcast to share. So I'm so happy to share this wisdom. And I just hope that someone out there is inspired to be confident, their confident, beautiful self, because that is the best thing you can put out there. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. Love you. Love you. All right. That is a wrap on this week's topic of dating fatigue. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you liked this little bonus interview today. Uh, I want to give a big, big thank you to all of our guests this week, Kelly Henderson, Stefan Labossier, and Miss Katie Thiel. You guys were all so awesome and so candid. We really appreciate it. If you want more from our guests this week, I have everything linked in show notes for you so you can check them out and show them some love. If you've been enjoying this podcast, you can show some love too by giving a nice rating and review or just telling your friends to tune in. Thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. I know there are a lot of ways you can spend your time. So just know that I truly, truly appreciate you spending it with me. And I hope to see you back here next Tuesday for your regularly scheduled Bacon Problems episode. But until then, have a good weekend. Don't get yourself into too many Big Kid Problems. And I will see you next Tuesday.